0: Good evening. I'm Kyle Welch, and welcome to Lift Up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. We are here every night at this time on KKLA to share the good news of Jesus Christ and to lift up His name to the entire city of Los Angeles. No matter if you are listening tonight from your car or at home or in your place of work, we believe that tonight's sermon from Pastor Dudley will be a blessing to all our listeners. So if you can, get out your Bibles and let's join Pastor Dudley right now with tonight's message.
1: We have been preaching through this book, and today is the last message in this uh, series. And uh, again, we're gonna look at the last chapter, and I feel like these are the most critical verses for people here today who may be hurting, for people here today who are struggling, for people here today who feel as though there's no hope in this world. You've given up, basically. These words are for you. We begin with verse 7. and verse 7, it says to cast all of your anxiety on Him. Why? Because the Bible says that He, God, cares for you. The reason Jesus died on a cross for you is because... He loves you. The reason God was even willing to sacrifice his son Jesus is because God cares for you. So if you come to this church, you should know by now how much God loves you and how much God cares for you, amen? amen. But then we come to verse 8. and verse 8, Peter shifts gears. And what he wants Christians to know that not only does God care about you, he wants you to know that the devil cares about you, that Satan is relentless in his pursuit of you. We come to verse 8. He says there, be self-controlled and alert. And what that means is this. Everybody wake up be on the lookout why because your enemy the devil prowls around like a what like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour i want to talk a little bit this morning about the devil i assume that most of you believe in a supernatural being called satan or the devil there are many people who do not believe in the devil they just don't believe in it one of the reasons why we don't want to admit that there's a devil is because we're prideful people we think that we can solve all of our problems on our own and so we see what happens we think well we'll solve this on our own we'll pass some new laws we will appoint a task force we will legislate morality that's all prideful to think that you can control evil you cannot control evil And what you need to know is this is not a physical battle. It's a spiritual battle. The reason you don't want to admit that there's a devil, if you admit that there's a devil, you have to acknowledge that therefore there must be a God. And the reason you don't want to admit that is because you know you'll have to live your life according to God. And you don't want to do that, so you just say, I don't believe in the devil. So you can live as you please. I believe that Peter is a veteran in doing battle with the evil one, and his assessment is spot on. The devil is our enemy. The devil's the enemy, not the government, not the president, not your neighbor, not Hollywood. Hollywood is not the enemy. The local atheist that lives down the street is not the enemy. The enemy is the devil. The word used in the Bible is a word that means slanderer and accuser. The devil is an accuser that's all he does is accuse he accuses man to god and he's also accuses god to man he's always telling you how unfair god is and some of you right now believe that god is unfair and he's always accusing man against man it's his nature he's a liar write that down john 8 44. it's his nature Bible says he's not only a liar that he's the father of all lies number two write this down the devil is a prowler he prowls around and what that means is that Satan comes by stealth mode he hates to be exposed he's the master of disguise he does his best work in your life when you don't even recognize him He does not want you to even hear this message here today. He's a prowler. He's a stalker, if you will. The Bible says in Ephesians, finally be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but our struggle is against the ruler's against the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms he's a prowler number three the devil is a lion what does he mean by that he means that he's a vicious beast he is totally committed to destroying you and he wants us to know that that's what he's like he's vicious and number four write this down The devil is after all Christians. Verse 9, the next verse says, Because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of, is it singular or plural? Is it suffering or sufferings? It's plural. Your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same type of sufferings. And so write this down. He's after all Christians. Yes, that would include you. And that's why we need to stand together in our struggles. You're not the only one in this war. When you face evil and suffering in life, there's a tendency to think that you're the only one hurting, that you are uniquely suffering. No, you're not the unique person suffering. We're all under attack. Satan then comes and whispers in your ear. Here's what he says. Why is God picking on you? God must not care about you perhaps there is no god why would god allow you to suffer listen all christians are in the crosshairs of the devil and peter knows this all too well and so the first word of advice that peter gives us write this down is to stay vigilant again this phrase you'll see it all throughout first peter be self-controlled and alert everybody wake up he says be attentive and what peter's saying is you have to stay alert or or you're not going to be successful against the devil's schemes you've got to know that satan is attacking you now here's the question how does satan attack us and there's four ways i'm going to write them down fast i want to say this this is kind of a summary of the whole book but he's letting us know how satan attacks number one hopelessness satan is trying to discourage you so that you'll give up hope it's why peter writes in chapter 1 verse 13 prepare your minds for action be self-controlled wake up wake up wake up set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when jesus christ is revealed here's what satan wants he wants you to get to a point in your life where you finally say these words what's the use why do i even try anymore not only that secondly is worldliness he says stay vigilant because the devil not only wants to rob you of your joy and your hope he wants you to leave your faith what the devil wants is for you to conform to the world first peter chapter one as obedient children do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance just as he who called you is holy so you need to be holy in all that you do when you got saved, God set you apart. He called you out of the world. And so what Satan wants is he wants you to creep back into that old way of life. Someone said to me this week, they said, you know, you know Dudley, your standards are too high. Nobody can live up to this stuff you're preaching about. And you know what I said? I said, they're not my standards. They're God's standards. All I'm doing is reading the Bible to you. a hard time doing them the standards not too high they're god's standards he said be holy because i'm holy we've all been called to holiness and yet every day of our life satan does a million things around our life to draw us back into the world does he not number three is lovelessness i I mean you can sum up every problem you have in one of these four categories first peter 4 8 he wrote above all Love each other deeply, for love covers a multitude of sins. I've said this to you before. I want to say it to you again. We do not have, some of you think we have a race problem in this country. We do not have a race problem in this country. We have a sin problem in this country. Because right here, this verse, 1 Peter 4, 8, the Bible says that we're to love each other deeply. That's a biblical commandment. I don't care what the reason. If you're not loving one another deeply, you're committing a sin. We have a sin issue in this country, but it's all Satan because Satan loves to divide. He came to kill, steal, and to destroy. Satan loves to cause tension between people. And so if anytime you feel bitterness in your heart towards anybody, anytime you feel anger towards anybody... Anytime you feel resentment or lack of forgiveness towards anyone, understand the issue is not with that person that you're having a difficult time with. The issue is the devil himself. The devil is messing with you. He's trying to cause that division. Wake up and be alert to what the real issues are here. And number four is haughtiness. We're supposed to have a humble spirit. This is that feeling, that point, in your life where you think, I don't need God. I don't need to go to church this weekend and worship. Why are we singing these songs? I don't need that. I don't need to read my Bible. I don't know. I care about God. I can handle my stuff. I, I, I can handle this. That's all pride is what that is. And pride, the Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 5, all of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble You see, Satan was kicked out of heaven because of pride. It's what caused his downfall. And it's the number one tool that he uses in your life and in my life. He gets us to be so proud within that we think we can do this on our own, that we don't need God. And if you look at those four words hopelessness, worldliness, lovelessness, and haughtiness in the last seven days, did you ever get discouraged in your Christian walk? Did you ever in the last seven days think, what's the use? Did you ever have a sense of hopelessness in a relationship, in your finances, regarding a health issue, regarding any situation, worldliness? Did you tell a joke this week that you should not have told? Did you go to a club? Did you watch a movie that you should not have watched? Lovelessness. Did you snap at anybody this week? Is your heart full of any type of anger towards anybody on this planet? Is there anyone that you have refused to forgive? Haughtiness. This week, did you strut your stuff? (laughs) Did you ever think I don't need God? Did you ever justify any sin that you're involved with? You justified it. All of that is about the lion. The lying lion. We have to stay vigilant. Number two, write this down. He says you got to stand firm. The Bible says, this is in verse 9, you resist him by standing firm in yourself. No, that's not what that says. Standing firm in the what? Faith. In the faith. How do we do that? Two ways. Number one, you have to stay consistent in your example. All through First Peter, this is a strange strategy, but it's God's strategy that you and I, no matter what happens in our life, we are to keep doing good. We have to set the example when everyone else is setting bad examples. You don't fight Satan by being mean, rude, and revengeful to your enemies. You fight by being good to people, constantly setting good examples. We saw in chapter 2, verse 12, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you, of doing wrong they may see your good deeds and glorify god we saw in chapter 3 verse 9 do not repay evil with evil or insult with evil but with blessing because to this you were called i want to ask you do you live underneath a corrupt government are you working for a bad boss do you live next to an obnoxious neighbor Are you married to a difficult spouse? Do not answer that. (laughs) The Bible teaches that there's only one thing that overcomes evil, and that's good. And all the attacks that we face, we stand firm by setting a good example. We have to keep doing good to those who mistreat us. And secondly, we stay consistent in the word and in prayer. You have to stay consistent. For those of us that are soldiers in the kingdom of God, this book that I'm holding in my hands is your supply line. You see, Satan is going to do everything he can do to cut you off from this book. Because if Satan can get your eyes off of this book, you as a soldier of the Lord will soon be malnourished and ineffective so he will do everything he can do to keep you out of this book i would be my guess that most of us here today have not been in this book since last sunday if we were honest you can't go a week without physical food you can't go a week without spiritual food either the bible says in chapter 1 verse 25 that the word of the Lord stands forever. We saw in chapter 2, verse 2, like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. The word, the word is what helps you stand firm against all of Satan's attack. What if, this went through my mind, is what if every day like clockwork at 10 o'clock on the button, your cell phone rang? And you look down, and it says, "Pastor Dudley calling." And you're at work, and he says, excuse me, my my pastor's calling me. It's ten o'clock. And he said, "Hello, Pastor." Yeah, he calls me every day at ten. And I said to you these words, "Hey, hey, I know you go to my church. I, I, I the Lord put something on my heart. I just have a word here of wisdom, a word of encouragement." A word just to help you and the and lord i just want to share this with you and what if every single day at 10 o'clock like clockwork your phone rang and i was on the other end and i gave you a word of strength wisdom or encouragement how many of you raise your hand be honest that would help you in your christian walk if that how many of you believe that would help you if i called you every day all right well i have something a million times better than that if every day at 10 o'clock wherever you were, you simply opened up this book and you read not what Dudley has to say, you read for yourself what Jesus has to say. Oh no, oh no, I'd rather have you call me. Why me? You've got Jesus. My son has always had struggles. He's just always struggled. Being my son and living in a glass house, And he just always wrestled with doing the right thing. All on his own, God put it on his heart to create a watch that scrolls electronically a Bible verse that goes across the screen every hour on the hour. He calls it the 365 Movement. And he raised the money himself uh, on one of those crowdfunding things on the Internet. And he, I don't know how he did it, but he found a developer, there were a couple guys in the church that helped him, Rick and uh, uh, Daryl, helped him develop this and they have it manufactured in China and it's shipped over here to the United States and he sells it because he knows that in his struggles and that in my struggles and that, that in your struggles that the most powerful weapon that we have to help us stand firm is the word of God. He knows that he needs that Bible verse. So he found the best 365 verses he could find, and every day it's a different verse. And he wanted to do something that he thought young people would read because he knows that no young person reads the Bible. And so he wanted to do something that was cool, that he thought he could get young people to read the Bible. I guarantee you I had absolutely nothing to do with it. He did it all on his own simply because he understood the struggle and he knew the value of staying in God's Word. And I want you to know that Satan will do everything he can possibly do to keep you out of this book, and Satan will do everything he can possibly do to keep you out of your prayer closet. 1 Peter 4, 7 says, Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled. There's that phrase again. Wake up! So that you can pray. Because prayer is part of that spiritual warfare. Karl Barth said these words. He said, To clasp your hands in prayer is the beginning of an uprising against the disorder of this world. I want to say that to you again. He said, To clasp your hands in prayer is the beginning of an uprising against the disorder of this world. And the army of the Lord, the church, we advance when we pray. And so if you want to cross the enemy lions, you better stay consistent in the word and in prayer or the devil is going to eat you alive. And as we close, the last point that he says is to seek confidence in our ultimate victory. He himself, God himself, will restore you and make you strong if you're here today and you feel like you're in the minority, if you feel like you're being marginalized, if you feel like you've been overrun by the world, if you feel persecuted for doing the right thing, if at this very moment in your life you feel as though you're being pursued by the enemy, the devil, like a roaring lion, you need to rest assured that God Himself will restore you And make you strong, and you will be victorious. I love the story of Cecil B. DeMille. He was filming the movie Ben-Hur. Now, some of you are too young to know this, but Ben-Hur is the greatest movie of all time. And in that movie, Charlton Heston is the main actor. And the whole movie centers around eventually this chariot race where they race these horses and chariots. I don't know how they filmed this thing that long ago because it's so realistic and Charlton Heston, was, he, was, he was training. You know, the actors have to train and practice. He was practicing driving a chariot for the movie. So when they filmed it, he, he looked like he knew what he was doing. And after he'd been practicing, he came to Cecil B. DeMille and he said these words. He said, Cecil, I think I can drive the chariot. But I don't think I can win. And Cecil B. DeMille said to Charlton Heston, he said, You just stay in the race. I'll make sure you win. Because he's producing the movie, right? And I close this whole book by saying to all of you, just stay in the race. God will make sure you're victorious at the end.
0: If you were moved by Pastor Dudley's message tonight, We want you to know we have phone counselors standing by and ready to pray with you right now. Our number is simple to dial. It's 888-818-4777. Again, that number is 888-818-4777. We are ready for any prayer requests or needs you may have. Ephesians 6 reminds us of the many gifts we have been given by God, and prayer is one of the greatest assets we have as Christians to fend off any attack by the enemy. So please don't hesitate to call us if you are alone and need to pray with someone right now. We also want you to know that Pastor Dudley Rutherford has a monthly devotional that he'd like to share with you. You can easily sign up to receive this devotional by simply going to our website, liftupjesus.com, and clicking on a link at the top of the page that says monthly devotional. There is a place on the monthly devotional page where you can enter your name and email address and begin receiving Pastor Dudley's monthly devotions on a regular basis. It's that simple. This is just one of the many resources we offer on our website, liftupjesus.com. That website again is liftupjesus.com. I'm Kyle Welch, hoping you'll join us again tomorrow night at this same time here on KKLA as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.